0: Hi, my name is Kevin Smith, and you're listening to Glory Days of Gold. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin.
1: Everybody and welcome to another episode of Glory Days of Gold, your East Fife and Scottish football podcast. It's been a super busy week in East Fife land. We've got the good, the bad and the ugly, and that's just the three people that's on the show with me. I'm Michael McCall, I'm the good Lee Gillis,
0: I'm the ugly Doug Perry, and that, I suppose that makes me the bad Gordon
2: Henderson.
1: <laughs> that is- Maybe not the way I would have gone, but like, yeah, like, let's let's go with that. So many things to talk about. The games are coming thick and fast. I'd like to describe it as a feast of football, but we've had two Scotland games and forty-five games in the space of eight days. Feast has maybe been a little bit generous. I, I don't know what word you would describe for these matches.
3: A, a labour of love.
1: Oh, that could be the title of this episode, actually.
0: A binge, but not a good one.
1: Hmm.
2: I don't have anything to add. No.
1: <laughs> but we'll just point out now for listeners that Lee's been drinking for the last four hours, so this could be an interesting show. We finally got Glory Days the Gold After Dark. And considering what we get away with during the normal show, this, this could go anywhere. But yeah, we're going to delve into the Montrose game. We're going to delve into the Clyde game. We're going to delve into the Scottish Cup tie against Morton that has just finished. We were excited because we thought we were going to do live penalty shootout commentary and just incorporate that in the show. But Morton had to fuck that up for us. Just like they made me get out of bed early. I was watching the, the game on my phone, listening to Daniel. I didn't have the volume up on the phone. I I just heard him all the way over from from Fife as I was lying <laughs> in bed. Uh, that's I'm sure some of the things that that we'll we'll cover over the course of this episode.
2: Did you hear Stephen Mill and Liam Anderson from? Uh, I, <laughs> I,
1: I I did. They they seem to think that if they just take their headphones off, the microphone goes quiet. It's no. it, it's a it's a strange one. Yeah. It's... I'm pretty sure the referees' friends and family from the last week have all heard every ounce of berating that they've had from the directors. <laughs> it does make you wonder, though, because there's obviously no fans in, when the refs are hearing stuff like that, they know it's coming from officials of one of the clubs. Or subs. Well, Maybe that's yeah. that's the loophole. That's the
2: loophole. When I eventually get back to the ground, I've, I've always kind of, sort of sat on my hands and kept my opinion to myself. But yeah, I think that I'll definitely get torn right into the slagging folk off now.
1: One of the funniest moments I've had over here, we were down at some of the, the Whitecaps Academy games down in Seattle, and we were behind the Whitecaps bench, and we were just like abusing the referee. There was only like four of us. I, I At one point, I just let off a, a foul-mouthed torrent in my Scottish accent, and our, our manager got us speaking to and a card because the referee thought it was him. And and I'm going, he's not Scottish, it was me. <laughs> and then we got a warning that we'd have to we'd get removed from the ground if we didn't watch our language because it was an under-18 game. Anyway, let's, I'm, I'm just stalling, really, because I don't want to talk about the first game, which was Montrose. That was a pile of shite and Tuesday. There, there's no other word for it. We've wondered how darn Young was going to kind of manage the squad with the games coming thick and fast. And would we have some kind of gradual changes? Would we have mass changes? We, we stuck with pretty much the same against Montrose. We're not going to delve into it all, but was it tiredness? Was it just that Montrose were better? We simply weren't at the races, Doug.
3: Uh, no, uh, Montrose are a very good team. Genuinely, I, I, I could never think of a team that seems to be better than when we play them. Than them. Um, I mean, we were awful. It, it's kind of, I said it, I don't know if it was last week, maybe, about that there probably will be a game where we get turned over and hopefully we don't overreact. And, and I, I probably did overreact during the game because <laughs> it was, I mean, it was weirdly dreadful. Um, but it's funny, um, just even a couple of days later, you start going, you know what, that will happen and there's going and hopefully that's it for the season in terms of bad performances. But I just I don't think it's definitely our worst performance of the season. Mm-hmm. I think um just players that you wouldn't expect it. Kevin Smith for the forty five minutes he was on was definitely the worst I've ever seen in play piece five. And yet today, which will obviously come on to he was excellent. Um, the defence was awful, all the goals were terribly Terrible defending, ball watching, it just was a lethargic, nothing performance and we got exactly what we deserved.
1: I mean, the, the thing is Lee, we could have been four or five down by half time. It's like Montrose were that much out of sight, it was getting to the embarrassing stage. And to go from some of the performances that we've had. It kind of shows you what our fan base is like because if you did a lot of the online stuff, it had gone from, yeah, we're, we're, we're challenging for for the league here or we're definitely going to be in the promotion playoffs or, oh, we're going to get relegated now. Yeah, we're a fickle bunch, aren't we? Yeah.
2: Um, I, I think that, you know, we can kind of say that. Um, look, the performance against Montrose, and I, I said that um, on social media, I think it's arguably the worst performance I've seen us maybe sort of five, six years. Gutless, toothless, looked like we were going to offer absolutely nothing up front at all. I think that, you know, for for all we joke about, my my love for Ryan Wallace, he's probably one of a few players that would maybe get pass marks on Tuesday. Um, But certainly, you know, even Fash didn't show anything at all. Um, Passing, shots over the bar, Jesus. Um, You know, it was just scandalous across the board. And look... I said it in our group chat as well that, you know, you guys were all like, yeah, we'll make p- p- blow out, you know the playoffs. Doug saying, oh, you know, I'm going to put someone in us to win the league after um, after we started against Clyde. And, and, you know, I was branded the pessimist. I'm, I like to think I'm more of a realist that I don't think that we're good enough to to just make it over the lines for the playoffs. And when we come up against the bigger teams in the division and, you know, I would genuinely class Montrose as one of the bigger teams in the division and Stuart Petrie, Probably the best manager in the division, it shows that we're just that little bit lacking. And and even after we've obviously signed Greg Spence then, I really wonder where our goals will come from.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's a fair point, Gordon. And like what Doug said as well, I, I do think folk kind of underestimate Montrose and just the quality of them because you're basing it on Scottish football off old and you're like, we should be beating teams like Montrose. Stuart Petrie's got them well organised. There's a few good guys in there. This is the kind of team that if they can get into the playoffs, it's like every game's up for grabs then. It's like you wouldn't even write them off of going up if they get into a playoff situation. But they just looked... They gave us a good run for our money at Bayview, which seems like five years ago now, this season. They were just simply better than us on the night in every single department.
0: Yeah, that's it. Aye, they were better. I mean, it was a—it uh, was definitely the poorest performance of the season. Um, I was thinking as well, maybe that's maybe that's the worst performance I've seen from us in a few years. But we'd, every season, there's always one or two games where you just get absolutely scudded. I think last season, we got beat 4-0 by Airdrie or something. And that was terrible. So it does always happen. Uh, but Montrose are really good. I'm always impressed with them. I thought that um, away from home, they were the best, they're the best team we've played against. Also at Bayview, I think they were the best team we've played at home. Um, and I think they are underestimated, mostly because they've been rubbish for 20 years or whatever. And I think a lot of the players they have, they're not necessarily guys who've kind of been successful at other clubs. Um, you know, they've got a lot a lot of kind of lone guys or, you know, guys that maybe people weren't, didn't know before they played for Montrose there's always this tendency to underestimate them but I'm really impressed with Montrose I don't know if they just I don't know if they're a team that we struggle against or whether they're just genuinely really good but I'm impressed with them every single time I see them Um,
2: I thought the boy played Johnson was excellent Gordon sorry to interrupt you there but you know a local lad I'm sure he's from Kelty you know these these are boys that are on our doorstep. There's him and his um, his cousin. I'm sure they both play for for, uh, for Montrose. And I, I thought Craig Johnson was absolutely excellent on Tuesday. And it, it begs the question how, how we missed opportunity one on our doorstep. I'm sure he was at Cowden before that, and I liked him at Cowden as well. So th- there's definitely there is definitely big differences in the Montrose squad towers and. You know, you only have to look at, I think I shared the stats on the group chat as well about, you know, the, the goals and um, shots and shots on target and Montrose are, I think, second in the league. So they definitely are an attacking side and they definitely showed that against us.
1: Yeah, those stats that you shared, though, I they were very telling as just we're just not generating chances. And that was a that was another game that we just did not generate chances, or we're not generating actual shots on target. That's really putting us in the line to to get goals, and our goal difference shows that. And in a tight league like this, goal difference could be crucial at the end of the the day. And to go down to a big defeat like that is not ideal. You hope to make it up in the the games against the lower teams, but then we had the chance of that two days later against Clyde. Before we get to that, do you want to do a three-two-one for intros? I genuinely don't even know what three players I I could pick. We have
2: to. Ryan Wallace, Ryan Wallace and and Ryan Wallace is what I had written down. I think he was the only player that that could really leave there with his, with his head tail tie.
1: To be fair, that is what you write down most of the time, anyway. I love Ryan. Yeah, on Wallace, the front I of my notebook, but it yeah. normally has "I love" on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like you're like Bart Simpson at the start of The Simpsons. It's just like I love Ryan Wallace. I
3: um, I, I, I gave Ryan Wallace three points. Um,
1: you're uh, not allowed to, Doug, because you, you're you you're not in love with him.
3: I gave uh, Sean Brown two, just, I don't know, why not? And I gave Ross Dunlop one, just because it was good to see him back, and he is good, and he actually did all right. Because he, he basically replaced, I mean, defensively, it was woeful. So, yeah. Mm. So, I went three Wallace, two Bomber-Brown,
0: and... Um, the tire man,
1: <laughs> Gordon. Did you pick anyone?
0: Yeah, three points for Ryan Wallace. That seemed fairly obvious. Um, yes, I gave two to Brett Long and one to Scott Agnew, just because you know I don't really have up much memory of them being terrible. So that was it.
1: Yeah, I, I had Long in mine as well. So probably Wallace Long, and I'd, I'd, I'd bow to the consensus for one point. It's like... <laughs>
2: anyway. Danny Swanson's glove had not had any for a while, so maybe then. Well,
1: it's because he's
3: it's warmed up, you know. Scotland's weather has put paid to the chances of Danny Swanson's gloves picking up any awards.
1: Such a shame. As I shared in the, the group chat, we're missing an opportunity because this could be like Billy's boots. These are magical gloves. He puts them on and then he becomes a great goalkeeper which is maybe not going to help us but yeah we need to see more from Danny Swanson we've seen little bits but we're coming at the end of the season he's here for two years if I'm not mistaken so I can't see us getting rid of him but we need to be seeing more from him maybe this is he's, just his warm up year and then next year he'll come on strong
3: he's there def- I mean he's definitely coming on a game um, obviously we'll come to the Clyde game where he was he was good even today when he came on he showed flashes of being good he's he's not he's not had enough running games really I mean I've been quite critical of him Um, and I think I still think fairly rightly so but he's he's been you know he's been injured a lot he's not had many opportunities and he's starting to show a little bit I think if he can keep fit you know, going
1: into the next season, we might, we, you know, we might have a player in our hand. Where will we be next season? Will we be in League One? Will we be in the Championship? Will we be in League Two? Will we be a reorganised league? Well, we're in the top five now in, in League One. There was no games today at all in League One because of so many teams from our division involved in the Scottish Cup, which was an interesting scenario. But we faced Clyde on Thursday, all the days are kind of melding into one now, but they looked shit a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking that's a big confidence boosting win coming up for us, how would Darren Young manage it as I I kicked off the show, nine changes, didn't see that coming, but maybe after the performance on Tuesday, Do, do you think these changes were planned or was it a reaction to what happened on Tuesday? I think
2: a bit of both, um, and when we look across the squad, I was actually slightly disappointed when I seen the lineup today, um, yeah. against because particularly I really felt for Mil- uh, Miller Fenton, Jesus Christ, um, uh, which I'm going to say every time I mention his name. Oh,
1: I'll I'll be digging that audio out to splice into bits of the show. So,
2: hundred percent. I thought he was absolutely excellent um, on Thursday. Um, and, and I really, really felt sorry for him that he wasn't in the team today. But to be honest, a lot of the changes that we made on Thursday, I felt deserved the jersey today. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if any uh, um, agree or disagree, but Fenton, Cole McKinnon, I thought had a good game on Thursday. Um, Liam Newton very rightly kept his place. He was excellent Thursday and, again, superb today. Um, the only disappointment that I had is I, I felt that we should have scored more 1-0 was a pretty precarious um, scoreline. However, Very. I never actually felt worried um, that Clyde were going to score just pure and simply by how shite they are. <laughs> and, and But then again, you see them today beating Ayr 1-0. Yeah.
1: I, mean, is, I, I, don't, beat I haven't insanity. looked at the Ayr team. I don't know if Ayr put the young guys up or, or whatever. They must but... have had to
2: put the T-Lady for that to get the score to happen because... They are, without a shadow of a doubt, the shittest of the shite, never mind the creme de la creme, the shittest of the shite of our league. Um, I genuinely, when we've seen us play Forfair, um, or Peterhead or Dumbarton, I've always I thought they've all looked better than Clyde and then they produced that result today, which is insanity. But obviously they made a few changes as well on, on Thursday. But
1: Well, yeah, uh, I mean, much like your marriage, there was no good willy there.
2: <laughs> There's never been one. I'm like I say, it's... He, he wasn't even in in the vicinity this time. Um, I heard that he was working, but you
1: never know with, with
2: his type of character. He could have been somewhere
1: else. Yeah, and, I, I do... Be... Yeah. <laughs> it does make you wonder whether they'd rested guys with the cup tie in mind, and then it's really paid off for them today. But, I mean, full credit to them if they can go to air and get a win. But, I mean, they just... They, they did look terrible. And as as Lee said, Doug, it's like you, you weren't really that worried but a 1-0 that there's always a chance like a fluke of deflection an own goal anything could have got back but to score so early it was the third minute Danny Denham rose majestically to to head the ball in from one yard out it was and I, I only know that because I I watched the the full HD quality highlights afterwards because my pixelated version was really hard on Thursday. I thought it see. was Craig Watson. Was it not I? Craig
2: Watson scored, no? I don't know. I'm sure I heard um, Daniel screaming Craig Watson and then Stephen Mills screaming Craig Watson as well. No, he was on the bench. That's right. That's,
1: That's awesome. the mob mentality. Once somebody starts yelling something, everyone joins in. That's how football works.
2: Just like when we get back to the ground, and Doug Gordon and I are going to be shouting "Fenton!" <laughs> oh um, man!
3: I, I think to to bring us back on track here, gentlemen. Um, I think I, I think the team changes. I genuinely think it will almost be a case of right, who's who's fit, and there'll be someone going, right, I'm, "I'm knackered," or you know, "This is feeling tight, that's feeling tight," but, and then you know, it was it was quite refreshing to see us be able to change that many. And for the first half hour, we were really good. I mean, really, yeah. you could see that sort of freshness about us. Um, I mean, we, we, you know, we created, I don't know how many corners we had in that 20, 25-minute period. But um, as a football fan, you're always going to be worried when you're 1-0 up. and you know, that you just, well, sorry, as an East 5 fan, you're always worried because you just immediately have the, I think we all messaged it. Oh, this is gonna finish one. one. Oh, yeah. Um when there was zero threat of that really, uh, the whole game. Um I it was nice to see like Spence and Wallace came on and both sort of were you know, put themselves I think when we saw them coming on they thought that was a boonish them uh, move. Um Well, I thought it was going to be
1: like Scotland-Pharaohs. I thought, ah, it's going to be just a slog in the first half, then we'll turn it up in the second, get a few goals. But but the goals never came.
3: We cannot underestimate how taxing this will be on those guys' legs. I think that's why I was raging after the Montrose game. And then after the Clyde game, it made me kind of just go about the Montrose game. Do you know what? It's just one of those things. These guys are going to their work. They're playing football. They're going to work. It's constant, so you're going to get bad performances, and any three points is, is great. Which hopefully, you know, especially after today, going all the way to extra time, which we talked about, is the worst case scenario. You know, Tuesday night against Park Thistle. I mean, Christ Almighty! I mean, that how tough is that going to be in the legs? I, I I think it was a it was a pretty good performance with a team that won't have played much football with each other. You know. As a starting lineup, and we got three points, and it's
1: it's happy days basically. I mean, I I've seen here because cup competitions over here is really not looked at at all. So we've regularly, been we've had cup competitions, made mass changes, and the team looks like a team that that don't even know each other and they've never like met in training or whatever. That that team on Thursday didn't look like that. They they were a coherent team, Gordon. They looked good. We were all talking about it in the chat. We we're like, "Oh, a few of these guys have have played themselves into a start on Saturday." Do you think it was a a good decision to not play the same guys today, and maybe mix it up next week with the the games that's coming up?
0: It's a difficult one because I think you can only maybe really answer that <clears throat> after Tuesday. Yeah. And if, we, if we look, if we play the same or similar team as we did today. And we look fucked against Arctic, and we get beat. Then, in hindsight, we shouldn't have. We shouldn't have done that.
1: Um, well, hindsight's think, the best thing for a football fan.
0: Yeah, that's. it. I mean, you know, that, that, I was thinking about this during the week as well, and I think you know, as fans, we're always commenting with hindsight. It's it is one of these things. Um, I, I thought it was it was brilliant to be able to to rotate like that and get the win. Like, I don't think you can. You know we shouldn't underplay how important that was um i thought that there was times on thursday I Did i don't know how many changes clyde made uh, but there was times i thought it looked a bit like a pre-season friendly and mm. you know, i thought we played well but there was a bit of disjointedness at times and i think clyde were there for the taking and we should have scored more but it was a good performance there was a lot of good individual performances and i agree that a few of the guys probably really staked a claim. Uh, Liam Newton, Miller Fenton as well. I was, you know, I, I thought there would have been a good chance that he might have started the game today. Um, Swanson probably had his best game for us. Um, so it was it was brilliant to be able to change nine players and get the win and play pretty well. But Gordon, do
3: you not, do you not think that it was a case of changing the team um, and those people are going to keep their place for the league game against Partick. Like, I, I, I wonder whether whether he's looked at guys who have had a really good performance and gone, instead of rewarding you with the game two days later, it's more a case of
0: rewarding you for the
3: bigger game against Partick.
1: I wondered that too, yeah. I mean, I
0: think there's a good chance that the, the team we put out against Partick might be a bit of, you know, half the team that started against Clyde and half the team that started against Morton. And a lot of that will depend on who's fit and who's not um yeah that's a good point probably agree with that
1: what what we have to watch for though is we need to to get some chemistry we need to get some rhythm we need to get some partnerships so chopping and changing too much is going to kind of disrupt that because like if we're playing too up front You kind of want those guys to have a little bit of an understanding together. Now, obviously, Wallace seems to have been injured today. That's why he he wasn't playing. He probably would have got the start today, I, I would have thought. But you maybe want to have those partnerships going in the midfield up front so that you're keeping them as units as opposed to switching it all up. Now, a lot is going to depend on how injured these guys are, how fit they are. It's farcical. What they're going through just now, to be playing four games in eight days, every two or three days, even the fittest guys, like you've got the top guys. It's always oh we play too much football, and it's like these are part time guys that we're now asking to be playing constantly, and getting that extra thirty minutes today is an absolute kicking the balls for them. I I don't know what the answer is. I guess that's why Dan. Antonio, the management team, they've got to, they're going with the analytics, so I mean they are doing all the measurement and they're looking at that, so I guess they'll get the results on all the computer stuff of who's doing what, who's performing stuff like that. How, how would you target the games that's coming up? Because Park Thistle, it's a big game, win that against a promotion challenger And you're in with a good shout of that. But that's also the tougher game. So do you keep your stronger team for that one? Do you keep your stronger game for the game against Dumbarton that might be more winnable?
0: I don't don't think... I think there's an element of they cannot think too far ahead. Um, I understand that you might look at Partick and think that's a tougher game, but it's a bit of a cliche that every game's three points. And I think they'll really have to be looking at almost day by day who's who's fit and who isn't. I mean, I was thinking today, um, you know, I've got Monday off work. And I was thinking, even that's even that it comes down to that now. If there's guys who've got Monday off work, maybe they're a wee bit fresher for Tuesday.
1: Good point. If there's
0: guys who are working Monday Tuesday, maybe you're knacker. I think it it really comes down to stuff like that. I think they can't think too much about ahead of time, who they want to be playing. Maybe do you want, you know, do you want to develop a partnership between Spence and Wallace? I think they almost can't think like that. I think it's too much.
3: You absolutely can't think like that. You cannot have two guys playing 90 minutes in the centre midfield on a Tuesday and expecting to do it again on Thursday. It ain't, that's not going to happen. In many ways, in many ways, young and men, they're, they're quite in a fortunate position because, I don't think you can win any blame. The only way you could really blame them for anything is if they played pretty much the same team the whole time and they got knackered. And you're like, well, obviously that was going to happen. I mean, but like the Montrose performance, you, you've no idea what kind of day these guys have had at work. You no, just, That's just going to happen. I mean, after the Montrose, I almost want to call this guy, but I'm not going to, on Facebook, who every single time we lose a game jumps down the hole, oh, damn! you needs to go. It's like, I, I almost just want to find where this guy lives and do time for killing him. Because it's it's like, what are you talking about? It's an impossible job. And, and it's a little bit of luck's going to be needed if we do this. A little bit of bad luck's going to happen if we do that. It doesn't matter. It's just a case of we're getting to watch football and that's about it. what the hell happens. God knows. But to reactions like that, uh, honestly, I just, I, I just don't get it. I despair.
1: Well, I mean, I saw stuff after today's game, and folk are criticising Darren Young's subs, and that's what cost us the game. And it's like there was a penalty in stoppage time as the ball was like bouncing about, and it just unfortunately hit ha- hit an arm. How's that got to do with the subs? It like, could have hit anyone's arm.
2: Against the team. That are the league above us Full time Don't have fixture congestion Like what we've got we, we played really well I actually thought that he got the formation And the majority of the lineup Absolutely bang on And had we had an actual striker On the park I think that we might have had a better chance But the issue today was We couldn't really go for the jugular When we were 1-0 up Because realistically we didn't have a striker On the park
1: well, but that, that's the thing as well, because it's like, just, I, like, I don't want to just, like, crap all over a, a sections of our fan base, but, I mean, you, you described them as, yeah, well, okay. You described them as fickle earlier, Lee. It's like, we've got a section of our fans, and I know it's not just us. All clubs have it. You're up, you're down, highs, lows. But, like, this is a season like no no other, because you've got farcical fixtures coming up you've got all the things that go with it and in the build-up to this game you had fans going "Wait, we need to concentrate on the league this game doesn't matter and then it's like oh no we should have been going for it in this game and it's like you, you can't be both it's just it's, equally, it's frustrating
2: equally we've got uh, there's people on twitter and stuff and no matter, no matter even if we win they're still picking at the negatives and that and that is bay you view when you're there um, no matter who we've had in charge no matter how well a season we've done and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before I remember the first game back after we won the league um, under Gary Naismith those three clowns that sat in front of us oh yeah behind me. Oh, Gary Naismith, the worst fucking manager I've ever fucking seen after we went 1-0 down after being promoted and I was like you can't believe the bile and negativity that, that can come out from our fan base. Give, give the guys a bit of a break. and Do you want to know what? Like I, I've said it already. The Scottish Cup doesn't hold massive importance to me because it's, we're never going to win go and win it. Like I would love a run, but we're, we're never going to go and win it. This season
1: could have been... this. I think this season, the semi-final is going to have at least one really low-ranked team in it. A lot's going to depend on the draw, I guess, but I, I fancy... There to be a shocker in that in the semi-finals.
3: I think I generally there's every chance that if we make playoffs, it's because we lost today.
1: Mm, That's a fair point too.
3: Genuinely, because again, you know, it's looking like this. uh, You know, the split thing is going to happen because it looks like the fixtures are all going to get fulfilled. Yeah. So then, then it's another little crazy spell. You know, again. So I, I think. I think we, you know, we might end up looking back and go, you know, thank goodness it's one less fixture, and hopefully, yeah. you know, the fact the fact that party, the no, party didn't get through. Hopefully, some other League One teams got through. I don't know, apart from Clyde, who did. But.
1: But, but that's the thing, like Clyde, they're probably like, yes, we we won today, and then they're going to look at their fixtures and go, shit, we're in a relegation well, battle, I, and now we've got an extra them, fixture.
3: It, for them, it's even worse because they had they had an extra game from even what we did, so. Um, yeah, it's the, the fan situation. That, that's that's been happening since I can remember as a kid. You know, I mean, I, I've been bad for a baby, maybe slagging oh. off a year or two yeah, much too much. Yeah, me too. But I mean, it's it's at times you just think, do you know what? We've got a small fan base, so we you know we need all the fans we can get. But there's a few that we can certainly just get rid of. It's like why 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 do you even bother? What, what's the enjoyment you get from this if you're if you're slagging a team and wanting a manager get sacked because they've, they've lost the third game of four in four days or whatever rubbish we're doing.
1: That is something I it's said here, because it's like Whitecaps online community is one of the most toxic I have ever seen. It's even worse than East Fife. Part of it is because the team has been shit for 10 years on, on the whole. But I, at one point I said, look, if you're not enjoying this and you're going to complain after every single game... Do yourself a favour and stop watching it. Go and find something else to do. Why are you putting yourself through it if it makes you that angry and that miserable? Go do something it's else.
3: Also, it's also it's Sky's fault. Yeah. There you go. Sky build up English football and we watch so much of it and they build up to be unbelievable. And a lot of it is good, but a lot of it's utter rubbish as well. And they watch this and they think this is what every team should be doing and they forget that it's a part-time manager with part-time footballers playing at a pretty poor level of Scottish football, and they just can't wrap their head around that. And they yeah. just think it should be entertaining all the time, it should be this. If you want to entertain all the time, go and do someone else, because you're not going to get that watching East Life level.
1: Well, that's one of the criticisms that's levied at MLS. It's like, well, it's not like the English Premiership or the Champions League. And it's like, no, it's not. That's why these players are playing in MLS. If they were top quality, they'd be playing over in Europe and playing in these games. And folk, they compare what they see on TV. And I guess we've all just been inundated with, with TV. We've had a debate on our show this week about is there too much football on just now? And I can't believe I'm saying that, but it feels... To me, it feels like there is. We we get every single league under the sun that you can imagine here, though. That we've, we've got the ability to watch Turkish football, Brazilian Premier League, all of these kind of stuff. And it's like, there's only so much football you can watch in a week. And I choose to watch Scotland and East Fife.
2: <laughs> well, that's
1: more fool you. But before we go completely off-cutter, um, maybe
2: we should pick our 3-2-1s. I was just going to do time. that.
1: So um, let's start... April, I'm going to come to you first. Um, who's your 3 to one From Thursday. Okay. Fenton! Yeah. Newton! And one other. Oh, I vaguely remember yesterday. I can't even remember Thursday. Let's see who played on Thursday. Oh, Craig Watson for his goal. So you're not going to go Watson! Watson!
2: Thank you. That's all I asked for. Um, the reason our listeners might go, I wonder why Lee tried to just jump in, in front of Michael there, because what Michael does is he listens to everybody else and then tries to just, you know, cherry pick one from each. So I just thought I
1: would um, jump in and ruin that for him. To be fair, I, my attention wanders during the games and I find myself doing other stuff. And yeah. Thank thankfully I can be like upstairs and I can hear what's going on with the commentary. It's like great.
2: Gordon?
0: Yeah, three points for Liam Newton, uh, two points for Miller Fenton and one for Dunlop.
1: Do oh yeah, Dunlop for me for one, yeah.
0: <laughs> you might you might as well come
3: you might as well come to me next because mine was exactly the same as Gordon's.
1: Cool. That's
2: fine. Um, mine's very, very similar. Um, I've given three points to Liam Newton, two points to Miller-Fenton, and, and I'm going to give one point to Danny Swanson um, for his best point, uh, in a his nice five shot. I thought some of his range of passing and stuff were, were excellent, and I was really disappointed to see him not get a start today. I think that I, against a team like Montrose, where we maybe didn't have much up front that we could have really done with his creativity. Um, so yeah, good to see Danny Swanson get a point that was well, well deserved and not just for wearing gloves.
1: And Glory Days of Gold sponsored Danny Swanson.
2: Exactly.
3: Uh, also, one one more quick point that I'd message you guys. I really enjoyed I think it was Steve Mill saying when Wallace and Spence came on, saying they've almost got three hundred senior goals between between them <laughs> and I found that quite intriguing, so I had a quick check and it was one oh five to Wallace and eighty one Spence equals one eighty six, not three hundred.
2: Are you yeah. checking Wikipedia, though?
3: Well, yeah.
2: So Wikipedia has been known, and Michael and I will be the absolute testament to this to be wildly inaccurate. Do so you think there are 115 you know,
1: goals? Maybe, a... not, maybe not that wildly. Thank
2: you. There's Thank every you. chance. <laughs> There's
1: every chance. <laughs> yeah, the amount of players we've said, we've asked a question to based on Wikipedia, and they're like, yeah, that's not right. It's like, oh,
0: yeah. I think that's just them going,
2: like, no, nah, I've scored way more of the goals than that. Nah, yeah. Going... No, <laughs> no. yeah, we've had a few goals, I never scored as many
1: as that. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like Ryan Wallace, like 105 goals is a pretty impressive haul. Any guy that gets 100 goals in his career, no matter what level you're playing, is like, that's an impressive haul. But I mean, the thing with Spence, he hasn't scored much off late. I mean, let's have a quick talk about we, we've brought him in. Because obviously Fash has gone back to Kelty. Long-time listeners will know we love Fash on the show. He was not good in his last two games. Let's just call it as it is. Whether it's sharpness, whether it was the, the service that he got. I I would still rather have him than him go back to Kelty. And we'll touch on the Kelty situation in a sec as well.
2: Well, because fuck Kelly.
1: Yeah. Well, let, let's let's touch on that now. So basically there's gonna be a playoff between Kelty and Bro. I Gordon, you seem to hate Bro. I I took from the WhatsApp chat today. I don't understand that. I actually like Bro.
0: Well, I I took pleasure in them getting beat in the cup today. I find one, they're a team, you know, they're a Wee Village team that some rich guys pumped his money into and, you know, we call this ambition. I don't like that. Just be honest Mm -hmm. with what you're doing. You know, if this, if, if Brora come up to the leagues and maybe they get promoted to league one, if this guy leaves, they'll sink right back down to the bottom of the Highland League. Like, I I don't like it when people pretend that's not what's happening. And a few, you know, a few of their fans just rub me up the wrong way a wee bit, you know, a wee bit arrogant. So I quite like to see them, uh, I mean, I enjoyed them beating Hearts, but I also enjoyed Stranraer beating Barora.
2: And I, I, get the feeling that you're like Mister Burns at the end of that when they got beat. they Like excellent.
0: <laughs> I
2: mean, also Gordon, know? Gordon, when you
3: say that a few of their fans rub you up, that basically means their fans rub you up the wrong way because well, they,
0: they well, only I, have a few fans. I've only, I've only ever, i seen two of them. So I, no...
3: I think, I, I think you're kind of right that. There is that thing of, oh, you know, we're ambitious. It, you're not. A guy just plucked a... It's like he's done a little lucky dip and going, Ah hey, Brewer Rangers, I'm going to invest in you. Um, but I still hope they pump Kelly. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Do you know what? I, I, I actually think my main reasoning for that is we kind of have five teams from five in Scottish football. It's just... That's mental, really, when you think about it. Um, very quickly, going to the fast thing, before we talk about the... the um, the playoff, is it's a massive jump up in standard that Fash has come up to from Kelty. I mean, we, some of the, I think it was Gordon mentioned it, he's totally right. I, I watched pretty much all the goals from Kelly just as a, as a Fash fan. I mean, some of the, the, some of these teams are absolute garbage, like, you know, proper heavyweight. It's like, remember the Trenant trement centre-half, dude? That there's one of them in every team. You know, there's such a split between the top and the bottom. They're beating teams 14-0 on it. I mean, it's, it, it's, there's a humongous jump up. I think there's a lot of Mark of
1: Yardley's in the defence of these teams. Yeah.
3: But I think it's the it's case of, if Fash came back to us, hopefully, and once he gets up to pace and stuff, it absolutely. But he's not played much football. And it was always going to be tough. He got us a goal, so he can go, he can go back with, with his head held high, certainly. But hopefully we see him back again.
1: Yeah he he needs a better supporting cast as well like he can't be expected to do all the work himself he needs to have folk helping him out but i mean yeah this playoff that's coming up now Kelty are playing brora i mean it, to win a league after 3 games that's impressive even the old firm can't say that they've done stuff like that over the years so i mean we-, we we were close when we won it in 2007 2008 it was pretty much league over after after 3 games but I think it was fair to give it to Brora because they lost out last season and it's that's going to be an interesting game if it doesn't clash with an East Fife game I might pay for the stream for that I'd I'd love to see that I think that would be quite We'll, an... we'll all
2: buy Brora shirts in advance for that
1: <laughs> I've I've got a picture of me outside Brora's ground, Um, me and Stevie Gillespie went up to watch us play Wick in a pre-season friendly and on the way back down for some reason, we went through Brora and we thought, let's go get a picture outside their ground." So that's my connection to Brora Rangers for some weird reason.
0: It's blinking, you'll miss it. Stuff. I was there, um, I did the North 500 in the summer, went through Brora. It's like, we stopped there for petrol and then two minutes later we were driving out and I noticed the ground. I was like, oh right, there it is.
1: Maybe that's what we did as well then. <laughs>
0: well it's a proper tiny wee place. Uh,
1: but like as Doug said, five five teams in the league setup does seem a little bit excessive. We we could get the dream of Cowden going out. Cowden Kelty, they could replace each other if it got to that, but Cowden brora would be good. I, I, want,
0: I want Kelty in the league. Like um I don't like them, but I'd I'd love another five derby. They've got a great looking wee ground, I think going to Kelty an away game at Kelty would be brilliant. So I would quite like it.
1: Just have um, just have it all, just, five teams.
0: Just for the uh, the
3: listeners of the pod, uh, unfortunately, this will be Gordon Henderson's last week with us. Um,
0: what a shame. As, a as, as Lee
1: bans him for his Kelty love.
0: <laughs> but anyway, I'll, that... Th- I'll still enjoy them losing the playoff. I'd still support Brora, but if they did come up, I would enjoy it. Mostly because... You could kind of hate them close
2: up. It's going no, to be a- you can easily from afar. Trust me, um, you definitely hate them easily from afar. I genuinely would go as far as saying I hate Kelly more than the Rovers. Oh, so and
3: uh, just for the listeners, this will be Lee Gillis's last week on the. That's <laughs> a that that is a ridiculous shout, Lee Gillis. That-
1: I, I, I can't make next week's show so it's just you Doug so have, have a good uh, podcast I,
3: mean, I, I am close to resigning that is a shocker of a comment <laughs> I'll not haven't I
1: Kelty are
2: one of those teams that, I mean the, the sheer arrogance of them and I'll tell you what i include Fash in this them giving it biggins for winning the league on a points per game basis And when I think the last announcement on the 31st of January was that if they didn't play a certain amount of games, it would go to a points per and it would go, go null and void. They're still celebrating winning the league when it wasn't complete. Plus, throwing ridiculous money and claiming that it's almost through natural attrition is just ridiculous. I, um, I take
1: it you haven't been on the Kelty website and read their statement about it, where they were quite humble about it and thanked their fellow clubs for the tough decision that but, they took.
2: But the players haven't. If you had a look at the social media feed, Dean Brett, formerly uh, Cowden, was, was calling it out um, as well, that, you know, that just in fashion, was absolutely loving it. Um, but I, I just, for me, it's, it's default, isn't it? You, you won it by default. You didn't actually win it. You won it by default. Same with Broda as well.
0: Kelty didn't even play. They didn't even play all the top teams. They basically played all the shite teams, beat them. Yeah. And then they've got, all oh, p- points per game. And you're like, well, right, of course. Like, yeah, if yeah. we played a few games against Forfar and Clyde, won them, and then went up on points per game, you'd be like, well, no. Nah. Well, I, I agree. It's it's not. It's, it's a load of shite that Kelty and Broda got called champions on points per game when they didn't even play everyone in the league. They only played three games. Ridiculous. It, it, it was like when Wraith won the league last year. It should have been, instead
3: of being champions, it's promoted leaders or something like yeah. that. Just Champions is, is the wrong tag to get in that situation.
2: Probably yeah. caught me in a bad week to, to say that. I think I've got a lot of Celtic bile um, violent through my body right now. And I, I, think, like, I
1: think that's the beer.
2: Oh, it could be that, yeah, I've had a, a few years <laughs> now. Um, but, you know, I, in my head, I would probably say Rovers more, but I do really strenuously dislike
1: Kelly. Last thing I'll say on this. Let's just say Kelty get promoted and they're in League Two next year. You've got them, you've got Edinburgh City. You don't want to be the team that gets relegated from League One this year because that is going to be tough to come back up straight away. So whoever goes down this year could have a couple of seasons. And if you've got these ambitious teams coming into League 2, getting promoted, if the Colt teams end up, for example, going into, into League 2, you do not want to be in League 2 next season, I don't think.
3: I, I, I agree. But at the same time, that current 1-11 at Kelty, for me, would definitely not win that league.
1: Two. but you know they're so going to splash the cash stadium. and bring more in Aye. Well, I mean if, if it kind of
3: stayed as it is there's a, there's a definite jump there definite jump I think it's yeah
1: you're going to have team. all the mercenaries like Gretna did that's just going to ah. be part of the ride until the bubble bursts and then some they go either tits up it's hard to see this as sustainable and we've talked about it with East Fife before we've had it with Willie Gray we've had it with Lee Murray it's not sustainable. And as, as you said, Doug, like, as soon as the guy goes, they just drop again. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to talking about East Fife because we could be involved in the promotion playoff. We could be involved against our opponents today who looked, for most of this game, utter rank. More in, where if that's an example of a championship team, we've nothing to fear about going up. I've, I'm always worried that we go up to the championship and we can't compete and we're going to get gubbed every week like we did under the, in the Archibald era with Jimmy Bone and stuff. But from what we've seen against teams, and I know it's a strange league and year and everything like that, but every game we've played against a championship team, we've competed well. The gap seems closer and closer. I'm gutted that we lost today because I don't think that we should.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think the the gap has been, you can see it, you, you can see it getting closer all the time. Um, you know, years ago, you'd play a championship team and they'd look, they just visibly look better. Their players would be faster, technically better, they just look dangerous. Today, Morton, they just didn't look any better than a Montrose or a Cove or a Partick. Um, and yeah, on different circumstances, we really should have beat them because... Like we was saying, you know, we played two games, they played none. You know, it's they've been playing since January, we haven't. Everything was in their favour, and we still should have beat them.
1: First ten minutes, Doug. It did look like there was maybe going to be a gulf or tiredness or something because first ten minutes, first five to ten minutes, Morton looked the better team. Then we took over, and then it's like we got the goal. We looked comfortable. And then the closing moments again, tiredness came in. They kicked up a gear, heavy pressure. So, I mean, they started strong and they finished strong. So, a lot of it from us was clearly tiredness, just getting up to speed. But we played really well. And to lose in the manner that we lost, well, to go into extra time in the manner that we lost, their winning goal was a cracking goal. It was well taken. It was just we'd done so much, and it was just heartbreaking to lose, or to go into extra time because of a stoppage, stoppage time penalty.
3: Yeah, I think I think it'll be it'll probably be quite a tough job for the management team to pick them off the floor after that. I think you know you, you've had those exhausting games, and you've gone into that game, you put a lot into it, and we were comfortably the better team for the majority. I kind of wondered if those little spells was maybe semi-planned, you know, where it's like, right, we're, at some points this game, we're maybe going to have to try and sort of regain a bit of energy and, you know, maybe let them have the ball for a bit so we can, you know, because you can't keep that pressing going for 90 minutes every two days, I wouldn't imagine. But, um, nah, you know, pretty gutting, as you say. Um, but, you know, lots of positive, lots of great performances individually and collectively and thought Smith was excellent again. Yep. you know, he, well, I say again. After his last performance, he was way better. Um, you know, uh, Newton was superb, really, really good. And just he had that. There was a little bit of almost arrogance in his play. You know, where he just you could see him just rise in confidence and just get stronger and stronger, and you know, taking boys on little flicks, doing, doing all that sort of stuff. He was, he was. That was a really encouraging performance for someone that's 18 years old. Um, And just, aye, I mean, same sort of thing. I mean, I'm not going to say my 321, but I've got them there, and then I've written like seven names next to it of of people that were fantastic. So, As I say, it'll be hard for them to... to, Tuesday will be tough now, but I think you have got to take a lot of credit, a lot of credit for that today.
1: I mean, Lee... Dan Young could use this as a motivational tool as well because he said, this is how close you were to having a cup shock. This is how you battle and this is how you compare to a championship team. We've got what it takes to to go up and to do this and hopefully pick them up that way. Use the heartbreak to kind of motivate them that this is how close we are to having something special here.
2: Yeah, I mean, in a normal game, that's a draw against a full-time team. You know, cup aside, you know, that's that's a draw against a full-time team. And let's be honest, a soft penalty, um, don't get me wrong, they definitely had clear-cut chances to have made that game comfortable. Oh, yeah. um, but, you know, there's... The, the gap, I think Gordon nailed it. The, the gap is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And you've seen that with Partick and, and Falkirk coming down as well. You know, they've retained the majority of their squads, added some decent players from our division as well. And it's not like, you know, don't get me wrong, Falkirk are, are doing well at something, but they've not ran away with it. You know, we still beat them um, at Bayview 2-1. Um, so you, you could definitely, as a manager, you could, you could use that to entice them. I agree also with Doug, Again, something that doesn't happen very often. That There's um, there's a bit of it is going to be very difficult as as a manager to, to try and pick that up and motivate them for the game going on. But one of the positives as a fan you've got to take away, and again, I'm going to agree with, with Doug, is Liam Newton was absolutely outstanding today. And I'll tell you what, if I'm Scott Agnew or I'm Ross Davidson, I'd be worried they're taking my place in the team because both of them, particularly their passing today, was very poor. Um, in my opinion. I think the amount of times that that Ross Davidson gave the ball away. And and Stephen Mill made a comment um, today about Ross Ross Davidson having a great season. And, you know, I like Ross Davidson. I think he's a good player, but I I don't think he's had the greatest of seasons. And I would be looking to see Liam Newton coming in and challenging him for his jersey because there's not a single player. In fact, if I'm Dan Young, he's the first name on my team sheet for Tuesday.
1: That's an interesting one. Because, yeah... Since the restart, I definitely don't think he he's had some good performances out there. We we had chances, Gordon, to to put that game to bed. We had chances in extra time as well to to level it up. the The chances in the closing minutes blasted over the bar, forced a couple of corners with scrambles and stuff. We should have been looking at a penalty shootout, and I know footballs all like woulda coulda shoulda, but it, I, th- I think that's what makes it mostly disappointing. Is we had what it took, and we had the opportunities to actually win this, or at least get to penalties.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we should have won it in, in the ninety. I think Morton did have a a bit of period of pressure at the end of the game, which you always expect when a team is one 0 down, but. I remember again into 89 minutes and just not being that stressed about mm-hmm. it. And then at the end, the extra time as well, I there was a few kind of agonisingly close chances. Um, but, you know, it's it's all fine margins in these games and some will go with you, some won't. Um, I think the main thing is, you know, it's, it's maybe not a bad thing that we're out the cup. We're putting a good performance. You know, they can be They can be proud of themselves. They can take a bit of confidence into the following games. Um, I don't think, under normal circumstances, I think that would have been gutting today. But I just kind of had this thing of, you know what, maybe an extra game, maybe not having that extra game isn't so bad. Um, extra, Extra time wasn't ideal, but losing today, not that bothered about it. I think the, the more
1: important thing was the, was the performance, and it was a good performance. I, I
3: the hope they get... Did, I think the, sorry, I think the thing, that, the thing that bothers me is there was a blatant penalty in the first half for us. It was like an absolute stonewaller, like a complete stonewaller. I'd like to anyway, see that
1: again, because I didn't... Well, I get, I'd like to see it to begin uh, with, because I wasn't watching the screen at the time. <laughs>
3: it was a case of the boy flicking it on and then just getting absolutely wiped out by the guy I mean it was as blatant as you'll get but it's so easy to sort of go oh we never get decisions and obviously then we give away a penalty but we have this real knack of just giving refs the opportunity to give penalties because there was one even in the second half extra time
4: Yeah, I can't remember
3: who it was but he got it looked a bit like dodgy and he just thought it's, it was another like ludicrous place to try and retrieve the ball. You just we just keep giving refs decisions to make, and it was one of those ones with the, their equaliser that I, again you need to see again. But there was definitely panic ensuing when the ball kind of looked down, and I, I was like, I don't know who it was that maybe handled it, but um, I didn't notice him that person complaining too much. It seemed to be everyone else. So. I don't know whether it was just a panic moment and I'll try and get away with something. But Yeah, it's a bit bit gutting. But as Gordon said, I, I don't think in the long run it's a bad thing.
1: We were talking on Tuesday after Montrose game in our chat that if you'd gone up to that game on Montrose and you'd paid money to get in, it's a cold night and you saw that performance and you had a big drive home, how pissed off you'd be. Same today, if we'd been there in person... You'd have left that ground absolutely gutted. Proud of the performance that they put in, but you would just be like heartbroken by it. I really hope Morton get a tough draw in the next round. That'll kind of soften the blow a bit. If they get a piss-easy draw, it could have been asking, we could have gone deep. And I, like I said, I, I think a small team is going to get into the semis this year. Draw pending. Um, and it's going to be a chance for somebody to have a, a big semi-final day out obviously we still couldn't have gone to it anyway even if it was us but I just I just yearn for an occasion like that we've not had it all our rivals have had it and you just want a, a cup final or a, a semi-final I know we had the Ross county thing a couple of years ago in in the semis after the island trip but it's, that's not the same it'd just been nice to get a, a cup final or a cup semi at Hamden just a day out that's all I want. Simple, simple wish for my life.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think I, apart from maybe, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen someone from outside the top two leagues in a cup semi-final. And I, a Scottish cup semi-final, I don't think I have.
1: Well, Gretna, because they made the final.
0: Well, were they, were they in? They were, were they, the third, in the third
1: tier at the time.
0: All right, I go, gritting aside. <laughs>
1: yeah, well that that yeah that is a special kind of thing. So yeah, I
0: and mean, then there's quarterfinals. I've seen teams in quarterfinals, and you know we got to league cup quarterfinal a few years ago. But uh semi seems to be the stage at which very very tough to get there. But, I mean it would be it would be nice. Part of me'd be gutted if we if we did it this year. We got to like a cup semi final and we couldn't go to it.
1: Yeah, actually that would make it worse, I guess, because it's like that's our one chance and we haven't been able to go. Surely these it. five
2: fans could socially distance inside Hamilton for the uh, for Hamden, sorry, for the love of God. Let us <laughs> in.
3: I'm also I'm also loving the fact that we're talking about uh it would have been nice to get the final and we've been put out in the third round. <laughs> oh, what could have been
0: we we <laughs> we, we we beat Trinent this year. <laughs> that was our third run.
1: <laughs> you know, I genuinely forgot it was just the third drink today because it's yeah. April. <laughs> yeah, um, th- three
3: two ones from today.
1: Okay, has anyone else not got Kev Smith for the three? I,
3: I, I've got, I've got Liam Newton for three.
1: Oh, I had him as two.
3: Yeah, I've got Kev Smith as two. There Interesting.
1: What about you two? I have Newton three, Smith
0: two, Murdoch one.
1: Newton three, Smith two, and Liam what one? Because I thought Liam what worked his balls off today. Yeah, I had it between Watt and I, I. I thought Murdoch had a good game as well. He got booked into today. He did, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. How are we doing with our yellow card accumulation? I haven't kept a, a note in that. Although that's the cup today. I don't know what how that works anymore. We've been
3: picking them up. Uh, I same. also had yeah. Uh, my one point went to uh, uh, T.B. Watson, so I thought he was good. He's been very good at play, actually. Apparently. He has, yeah. But they all, I thought Dunlop was very good as well. He had it, and then I scored him out. Shame. Watt was brilliant. Long was really good. He made a couple of great stops. I thought Pat Slattery was good at left back. I,
1: I don't know. I, I'd looked this up because when Smith and Watt were starting up front, I was like, oh, that's quite a, an age difference between the two. I didn't realise what was 27 for some reason I had him way younger that's maybe you having... wrong then Michael yeah I don't pay attention obviously <laughs> or I'm completely mixing him up with a different player I don't know
2: no I, look I know that we've, we've, we've spoken about the majority of the game but the, the work that Liam Newton put in to get the, the assist for Kevin Smith's goal was was excellent and look I mean I, I've spoke to you about this in the past that Tony McMahon said that he thinks that Liam Newton could go to the top and yeah, I was like I was a bit like well, I've not really seen that from him yet, and judging by the last few performances, he's a hundred percent right. Well he needs um, to run,
1: which is difficult yeah. at this time. The same
2: as to do that. As well, though. Yeah I would actually like to see us start the next few games with, with Swanson and Newton in the middle of the pack. You know, what was really. Um you know, you can maybe have a Davidson sitting behind him depending on Three the points. very true, but do you fancy us against Partick at home on Tuesday? We're at home. I, yes. Well, I fancy us against everyone at home. Well, let's hear your predictions then.
4: Uh,
3: I've just said yes. And I'm I know. To-
1: I'm like, I've said yes as well, and I'm thinking 1-1. <laughs> one, one.
3: <laughs> um, I I think you would have to take a point. I really do. I think they've picked up a wee bit in results-wise. We're going to be a tired, tired unit. Um yeah, I'm, I'll go one all, and I, I, am quite hopeful of that. I, I don't fancy it to be honest. But obviously, if we do lose by the odd goal, I will expect Darren Young's resignation in the uh, <laughs> on the table straight after. Not except Gordon,
0: I think I, I kind of had in my head one all as well. Um, was st- it's difficult because we're still we're still undefeated at home, and I'm always confident in home games but we are going to be more tired. They, they gave us a bit of a do in a way, um, mm. but they've been inconsistent. Um, so this, this feels like a really tough one. So I'm just going to say a draw.
1: Yes, I, I think 1-1 one, one as well. Like Looking at the standings, we're tied in 20 points. We've both played 13 games. They've got a six goals, better goal difference than us. In terms of making the the playoffs, this is a massive game. Because we've played Montrose twice, so that's out the window. We've played Cove twice. We've played Falkirk twice. So it's like this is our only chance to take points off somebody else that's in the promotion places right now.
3: I, th- I think it's to not lose points against one of them, though. Because I think the key thing is our run of games after this is pretty good. I mean, you've got uh, Dumbarton away for away maybe. Uh Peterhead at home. I mean they're they're very, very winnable games. So as long if we don't lose against Park, then you know you're actually still in, in a in a positive frame uh, place. I will say I think what's key on Tuesday is um Fenton. Fenton has to play because Slattery, remember how badly Slattery got absolutely yep. destroyed in that away game? So he needs to play for me. Would be key. Also, very quickly on Slattery, I wrote down Slattery Zoo, but I realised it was Slattery two hundred. So, massive congratulations to Pat Slattery in two hundred games because that doesn't happen a lot at this level with one club. And he's been a he has he is the definition of
2: a stalwart.
1: Yes. So
3: well done to Pat Slattery. Very very well
2: deserved. Look, the guy gets a, a bit of a tough time in our show, and I'll say it again it's only because he's not playing his position. He's been shoehorned into left-back because we don't have one. Um, And I would like to see him get a chance to actually play in the position that we signed him in. Um, So, yeah, major congrats to to Pat. Um, I'll quickly give my prediction for for Tuesday, and it's a negative one. Sorry. I think that tired legs after today, I'm going to go for a 3-1 defeat.
1: After Partick, with four games left, so we play Dumbarton on Thursday, then Forfer, then Peterhead, and then Airdrie. Forfer's away, Airdrie's away. That Airdrie one could be massive in terms of the split, never mind anything else. So Dumbarton on Thursday. Also, we should point out as well, both these games, for some reason, kick off at 7 o'clock this week. It's a
3: European football. Oh. You're, you're, you're for some reason... East 5 are not allowed to kick off at 7.45 because Liverpool are playing Real Madrid in the Champions League at the same time. Mental. It's a tough decision for a lot of people. That oh, one. it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the stream take-ups going to be massive beard. for yeah. that,
1: obviously, then. <laughs> that makes more sense, Like because when I saw that, I was like, what the hell? But I forgot about that weird and wacky rule. Well, at least we're in with the big boys, so that, that's something. So, like, Dumbarton on Thursday, let's just finish off our East 5 chat with that. It's away from home. They're second bottom. You're looking at three points. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. Um, hopefully the players will not realise that it's an away game because they're ground like <laughs> and it will be quite a simple victory for us. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, I'd love it if it worked like that.
0: Just tell them the bus is going to Bayview or just taking the long route. <laughs>
1: Largo laws come a little bit closer, and it now. Where did
2: that rock come <laughs> from?
3: <laughs> exactly, L- Largo law has been transformed into a rock,
1: or oh, the bass rocks come home.
3: I actually wonder if predicting scores right now is the most pointless thing to do <laughs> in the world, because absolutely, who knows what will happen on Tuesday, and then on Thursday as a result, and then on Saturday as a result of that. So, uh, yeah, God knows.
1: Yeah, well we'll we'll see what happens I just want to finish off though by just talking about Scotland Second in the group Unbeaten after three games Albeit not fantastic performances Just quickly round The room, what did you make of the three games?
0: Yeah Yeah. Good game
1: Good game Bruce Forsyth joined the chat
0: (laughs) Israel, bad Bad result Pharaohs doesn't really matter
3: Um, I will say that the Pharaohs it was an over the top reaction of goodness about the Pharaohs because they are fans Uh, Israel was very disappointing for me but that's how Scotland are going to be in many ways so um, yeah
2: yeah (laughs) the game against Israel would genuinely be enough to get football stopped absolutely brutal Um, the negative tactics again we've spoken about it in the past we should be to quote Timon from the the Lion King, go for the jugular. Um, We we, we really don't seem to do that. And, you know, there was an article during the weekend, it was McTominay saying that, you know, Clark's told them to go and play with confidence and be a bit more arrogant. Yet we we went and packed the the defence against a team like Israel bafflingly um, and playing one up front which I hate with a passion. Um, but yeah, we, we seem to do that as a national team all the time. But look, super John McGuinney Esther two goals uh, during the week. And good to see Che Adams. He's, he's touched to take the yeah. ball away. Um, and then to, to score from the range that he did is the sort of striker that we've been missing probably since McFadden jacked it. So really looking forward to, to seeing what he brings in. Our next competitive games against the Czechs. Um, which, yeah, is a bit of a worry. Um, I'd like to have seen us had a, a few more competitive games between now and then, but bring it on. I, I bought my, my Scotland retro shirt in preparation for the, the Euros coming up, and this will be the first major tournament, certainly in my lifetime, that I remember. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to
3: it. I think what's slightly worrying is that we're either the only team in the tournament... Or certainly the only team in our group who's yet to organise any friendlies for just like warm-up game. Everyone else has got them all sorted out of and we don't have any yet, which isn't
1: good. Mm. So that is pretty much it for tonight's show, but we can't go without featuring a song from this month's Artist of the Month. I've given Wavelength a, a break for this month just because we're cramming so much football talk in. Doug's going to love that. Although, we, we did get a nice message from Weird SOS for our song that we played way back, our, our rap song, Sickest Division, which Doug hated. But anyway, we've got one more song to wrap off the show tonight. It's our Artist of the Month, Bears Den. What have you picked for us this week, Lee?
2: So, I've gone from a song from their latest album, So That You Might Hear Me, which is called Crow. Um, I don't know if Doug's heard that. I know he's a Bears Den fan, but I absolutely excellent tune once again. I'm just going to cut straight to the chase this week and not talk anymore. So here it is, Bears Den with Crow.
4: I think of you much more than I would like to admit that I do before strangers, but there you are whistling through the trees again, rustling through the leaves, my friend. A feather on my pillow lets me know that you need. Your hair and your breath smell Of John Player Specials A stranger who I learned to love A friend when really no one was My Daedalus, my wings to fly Why'd you leave me behind? I never really thanked you for all of the light you brought into my mother's eyes. So many others tried. Persana, since the day you left, she will not. Get out of bed She stares out the window Smokes a black pack of J.P.S. I was out on St. Paul's When I heard about your fall Walking with Caroline you bum smokes from time to time. I walked home alone that night. I could feel you when I closed my eyes. I looked up into the night and watched black feathers fall from the sky. Allowed to admit, but I do. I still do. My beautiful crow and all those black feathers perched deep in my soul won't let me let you go.
2: was Bears Den with Crow there. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I certainly have one of their top, top tunes and who knows, maybe even Gordon may give us a tune one week coming up.
3: I can give you
1: a tune. Are, are you going to be raving to Crow?
3: Nobody is. Oh, that. Right, okay. Oh. Keep
1: yeah. uh, I'm eating Crow now. I don't He's have stopped. any more Crow jokes, I don't think.
2: Yeah. There. That was it a does.
1: call back to an earlier gag. Okay. That one flew over my head, no.
3: Oh, yeah. I think that whole section will just get a wee highlight <laughs> and
1: delete. Just before we go, anyone want to plug anything? Tell you where they can find you online. Any final words? Which does sound ominous when I listen back the last time when I said that. No, but we do need sponsors for the the coming shows, and um, we do
2: have a few um, coming up. So if you'd like to sponsor the show, just ten pounds. You can advertise yourself to our thousands, hundreds of listeners. Um, So
1: pretty, pretty good deal there. Better than some calling cards and phone boxes, that's what I say. Any final words from you, Gordon? No. Doug?
3: Uh, Well, today I uh, delivered strawberry tarts and vanilla slices to a nunnery in, in Dizer. Who knew? Who knew this place existed?
1: Superb. I'm Michael McCall, you can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. that's the best one to get me on, also at AFTN website. Read both of our sites for your East Fife stuff, AFTN.co.uk, and for Vancouver Whitecaps, MLS and North American stuff, AFTN.ca. But that's it for another episode, we'll be back soon. Until then, thanks for listening, take care.